Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is December 19th, 2023. Uh, We are reading from the big book today, and we're on page XXIII, the forward to the fourth edition. Uh, We're going to be reading. Uh, the first paragraph, this fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, through meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. Uh, today's readers are, for the steps, Julie P., for the traditions, Chris G., uh, uh, Crystal uh, R., Lulu L., Darlene H., Betsy P., is the newcomer greeter, and Leah S. is the second R. The reference numbers for yesterday, December 18th, uh, 2023, are uh, 20,945 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it was 20,946. OA Preamble. OA, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating, compulsive eating, and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Today, I'm going to ask Julie P. to read the 12 steps. Julie? Thank you, Craig. Good morning, everyone. My name is Julie P. I am the real deal, a compulsive overeater in the state of Minnesota. Here are the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Happy holidays to all of you, and with that, I pass. All right. Thank you very much. Next, I'm going to ask Chris G. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Uh, My name is Chris G., and I live in Tennessee, and I am a compulsive overeater. So the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, our group per- for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you, I pass. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. <clears throat> this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XXIII, the first paragraph, the fourth fourth edition, uh, the fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous through the meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. I'm now going to ask Crystal to begin reading. Good morning. This is Crystal R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. 
fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous came off the press in November 2001 at the start of a new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of AA has just about doubled to an estimated 2 million or more, with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. I realized that um, this book, this fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, is the one that, that saved my life. And it was published almost um, exactly 16 years to the date that I actually opened my first my first big book. Um, when I first came into OA, probably in the first uh, couple of weeks, um, the big book was not was not the literature that I was uh, that I that I read. I started off with the OA 12 and 12 because that's what um, the meeting that I went to what they read there. And and that was helpful because that showed me my substance. It showed me that I was a compulsive overeater. It showed me that what I do with food is not normal. Other people don't do that, but there are people like me who do what I do with food. But when I opened the big book, something changed. I didn't just see, you know, what my substance was. I saw what my disease was. That I had that I had the disease of alcoholism. The the thinking, the feeling, and the actions that go with the disease of alcoholism. It also showed me the real nature of my problem, the real nature of my disease, that I had an allergy of the body. That means that I'm completely different. My body reacts completely differently from other people. That I have a twist of the mind that even when I put that food down, my mind will always tell me to pick it up again. And between those two, that I'm I'm doomed to to basically eat myself to death. And even deeper than that, it showed me that I had the root cause of my problem, which was selfishness and self-centeredness. That I live my life with these two beliefs: that everything is about me and everything is on me. And those are not livable beliefs. And no wonder I needed an anesthetic to get through life. The big book showed me that I'm not alone. Even before I met any fellow, the big book is reading the stories of the big book. Even though my life is nothing like these people, it would look nothing like these people on the outside in the stories. But as I read these stories, I'm like, oh my gosh, Like I think like that. I feel like that. I act like that. Just replace you know, alcohol with food, and that's me. In fact, the story that really helped me hit step one that I relate to the most in the big book actually is the only one story that's not true in the big book. It's the story of the jaywalker because that was exactly me just running in front of cars, doing things that I know were going to get me killed and I can't stop. And then finally, this book showed me that there, what the solution was, with specific instructions. It taught me that I had to put down all the food, all the food behaviors and all the food quantities. And then I had to work the steps and with willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness. So since then, I, I almost I seek out big book meetings. I seek out people who practice the big book. Because when I do that, and I go to a big book meeting every day because when I do that, I, every day I'm reminded that I'm different from everyone else I will meet. There are other people just like me, and that there's a solution that works for all of us. Thanks for letting me share it. Okay, thank you for getting us started, Crystal. All right, so I'm ready to take a list of names. Paragraph. Who would like to share? Hi, Lisa. KDG from Boston. All right, was there a Lisa there too? Um, Lee Ba from Michigan. Lee Ba with a B. Yes. 
All right, I still don't get that. Liva, right? With a B, L I B A, like in boy. Oh, all right, Liva, Liva. All right. All right. Did you get Katie? I got you, Katie. Thanks. Who else? Chanel T. Chanel. Penny P. Penny, good morning. Morning. Jessica S. from Ohio. Jessica, got you. Who else? All right, well, let's go with what we have here. Um, uh, go ahead, Katie, and get us started. Get us going. Katie G. Hey, guess what? I'm new at technology. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, and I am recovered in Boston, Mass. Thanks for taking the meeting, Craig. Um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Anyway, I guess the thing that I was thinking about the most, and thanks for the opening share, it was very inspiring, is just how I've learned that I'm an alcoholic. And what I mean by alcoholic, I mean I have the disease of alcoholism. And for a long time, I thought that this disease had everything to do with food, and it didn't start until I started using food. And for me, over the years of attending meetings and attending big book studies, what I have learned is I'm an alcoholic with food. And what that means is that before I even picked up a drink, a bite, a whatever, and for me and the purpose of this meeting, a starvation, a laxative, before I picked up any of that, I had restless, irritable, and discontent. I always shared like what my first memory of eating was. And now if you've, you, if you've heard me, I often share, you know, on my way to kindergarten, I was restless, irritable, and discontent, right? I have a spiritual malady. I don't remember there being a time that I didn't feel like I had to um, push something into my body to feel okay in my own skin. I don't remember a time that my, um, my brain had, you know, positive thoughts about who I am and where I'm going. And lack of power, that is my dilemma, right? I have no power, no choice, and no control when I put that food into my body. It's such an uncontrollable craving for more. But that greater aspect of my disease, that selfishness, self-centeredness, that dishonesty and fear, right? I'm driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-pity. I mean, the kind of things that I've done abstinent. Abstinence is not my solution. Abstinence is a miracle, right? Absolutely. But putting down the food is just the beginning of what I have to do because I am mentally... I am mentally different than other people. Like, I, if you're looking at me and you look at me cross-eyed, I assume it's about me. If, if anything happens in your life, I assume it's going to hurt me, right? Like, all I think about is me. I share this often. I had a friend in the rooms, and her son kills himself, and I was angry at her for not calling me, right? That's, that's my, my thing, and I have to learn how to have a God consciousness. The whole point of this entire program, and I go to meetings that carry the message of this big book because the message of this big book is God. It's finding a power greater than me because lack of power is my dilemma. 
So power must be my solution, God, and I'll wrap up with this, um, and, and to be able to differentiate and have a healthy mind, to think God's thoughts after them so that I don't ever, never, ever pick up the bite. But I don't fight it today, thanks be to God. And, uh, and I'm happy. I love this life, and I'm grateful to trudge with y'all. Thanks. Hi, this is Liba. Should I go now? Moderate weekend you. Uh, should I go? I don't know. Okay. Can go you ahead. hear me? I just want to, oh yeah, yes. okay, thank Liba. you. Okay, yeah, Liba, thank go you. Ahead. Okay. Um this is Liba P from Detroit. Um so I just started again listening to the vision for you. And I love it. Um, thank God. I'm just about nearing 13 years of accident. So grateful um, for this program. And, um, you know, just listening to the reading today, like how it grew so quickly. And because um, it just works, you know, and that this is the solution to my problem. And also, after so many years, um, I'm feeling like, you know, I have to keep my program fresh. I have to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And um, so I'm renewing my meetings again by listening to the vision for you. And um, I'm joining a new big book study that's starting soon. And just so grateful because it's very easy um, to just let things go, especially after so many years um, on the program. And I do remember those days where I couldn't stop and it was such a fight. Like, it wasn't even a fight. I just, the food was just in my mouth before I could even do anything. And now I have my three weighted measured meals a day, and I stick to that. I speak to my sponsor, um, make sure everything's okay there, work through things, resentments, working the steps. I'm so, I'm so grateful for this, um, for this program and for the vision for you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Hi, can you hear me okay? This is Chanel T. in Washington. I believe I'm up next. Yes, go ahead. So. You you so we can hear you. Okay, thanks so much. Hi, I'm really happy to be here with you. Rarely am I up at this hour. I'm usually on the later, much later vision, the 10 a.m. here on the West Coast. I'm sleeping while you're doing this meeting, but I'm so grateful. And I was thinking about how in this paragraph, it's showing the spread of recovery, right? There's spread of rumors. There's spread of bad news. There's spread of disease. We all know about that. And maybe our disease doesn't spread, but many others do. But look how this recovery has spread, not just in Alcoholics Anonymous, but in many other programs, including ours. I am incredibly grateful for that. Every single day, I'm incredibly grateful for this book. I first found out about this book quite by happenstance, but I don't think it really was. I'll just tell you a quick about that. I was, it was in the mid-90s, so that would have been the third edition, right? And I was going to AA meetings with my then boyfriend, even though I do not identify as an alcoholic. 
I didn't show in this disease yet, partly because of my metabolism at the time and partly because I was exercising like a maniac. So I would just wait until they went on their smoke break and binge my brains out. I loved going to AA meetings, right? Free food, free binge food. Heck yeah. But while they would read the book and I'd be sitting in the chairs behind their table, I had one in my lap and I would read along too. And I kept thinking, wow, gosh, you could just put XYZ food in here and the way I eat and I would fit this. I didn't know about OA. I wasn't looking for OA at that time, but it planted amazing seeds in my life for all these years later when I came back in on my knees because I did come to OA once before, did it without this book. Eh, it didn't work for me. My might work really well for others. It didn't work for me. But coming back on my knees, learning about vision, getting a big book-based sponsor, I mean, wow. All those years of suffering, but now I get to be in recovery. And I don't think I introduced myself. I'm Chanel T. I'm in Washington State, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Now, I think I had been double-muted somehow, but I'm on again. So. Uh, next, we have Penny P, and then Jessica, or, and then Jessica S. Penny, you there? Yes, I'm Penny P. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. Thank you for your service, Craig, and for the lady that got us started. And uh, I like this paragraph. It tells where we all, where this program started from, and how it spread, and I think that I was a compulsive eater once I took that first bite, but I think that I was had a disease when I was born. I think it was some kind of genetic thing because I had a lot of anxiety before I even took the first bite, and then after I did, then it set it up, so... I'm glad to have a solution today and, and be here with you all studying the book and listening to what you all have to say each day and learning. There's always room for learning. And this program teaches a lot more than just how to not eat. It teaches healthy boundaries and um teaches me not to react to people in situations even though I don't I don't always relate to people and I think that what they say is really off the wall then I don't have to react but just to listen and if I have something mean to say back to them then I can or I do journal about it and not react and, and cause more grief in our relationships and it all came from this this book and learning each day. Thank you for everybody for being here, and thank you for your service, Craig. Okay, thank you, Penny. Appreciate you. Next, we have Jessica S., and then we're going to take some more names. Jessica? 
Yeah, hi, my name is Jessica S. and I live um, just outside the greater Cleveland area in a little city called Willoughby, Ohio. Um, yeah, I'm re really grateful to be here. Um, you know, this, parag this paragraph, um, you know, is to me, it's promise, it's hope. You know, um, it did, um, uh, our fellowship, you know, started in 1960 by Rodan, Rodan S., you know, in Los Angeles. I just wanted to kind of like point that out because I think this is really important as we'll be celebrating our 60th sports um, birthday um, next month around Martin Luther King uh, weekend. Um, you know, I am really a true um, alcoholic with food. You know, I first heard about AA, um, were more like more like it came to my door because my uncle uh was an alcohol was an alcoholic and unfortunately he was tragically killed in um the early two thousand and I had a deep resentment about him. However, um on the bright side I thought to myself, you know, in the um in late twenty um in late 2020, I'm not 2020, but in late, in basically 2018, I um, was wondering if there was a group for me, if there was a group for me since I, you know, basically ate, I mean, yeah, ate like the way he drank, you know, and I started searching for um, Overeaters Anonymous, and I found it in my, you know, in my hometown, um, in Cleveland, Hillcrest Hospital, which is basically um, Cleveland Clinic, and I uh, went to a meeting, um, and I remember them reading the um, the big book, which eventually did draw me out. But then eventually, I did come back, you know, that later that summer, and I am basically forever grateful. You know, it's not about the eating. I realized. Um, like an earlier share, I have the ills. I'm, you know, I'm selfish. I'm frightened. I'm, you know, I have anxiety. I have depression. So I have all that. But by the grace of God and by with the help of a sponsor and my fellowship and outreach calls, you know, I don't. I'm not jittery and alone as a lot of the stories in this book says. I know I'm kind of like all over the place, but I just want to. Um, I just felt like I had to uh, speak up and share about my um, experience, strength, and hope with this um, this amazing fellowship. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Next, we're going to take uh, another list of names, but I'm going to remind you where we're at uh, in case you're late getting on. Uh, we're on the uh, uh, forward to the fourth edition on page XXIII. It's the first paragraph. Uh, uh, the forward to the fourth edition. So who would like to share on this paragraph? Am I being heard? Jackie D. Jackie? Yes, you're being heard. Thank you. Kathy J, Chicago. Kathy J, Chicago. Who else? 
is your big opportunity. Well, he's not muted. Um, anybody else? Going once, twice. All right, well, let's hear from Jackie and Kathy. Uh, Jackie D, go ahead. Hi, everybody. This is Jackie D, uh, a compulsive overeater from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Thank you to everybody that has shared. Um, I am so grateful for our ancestors of this program. Um, and who would have thunk that it would have grown to the amount of people that it has today and it's been so helpful to so many people in so many ways you know i used to wonder why i got this and say like my mother didn't or my brother didn't or um i used to wonder why those things and i don't know why but i don't have to know why i have to keep my uh, program number one in the number one spot every day um I'm abstinent a little bit more than 30 days, and I'm on step six again, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm going through the work again. I've dug a lot deeper with God's help and my sponsor's help. So um, this program was just so beautifully laid out, and it works. It works, and that's why there's millions and millions of people that access it every day, um, and for that I'm so grateful, and it's so divinely inspired. I believe that, too. Um, but I am just checking in, want to get my name out there, and am very happy to be on this meeting. Have a wonderful day, and uh, God bless. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, next, we have Kathy J. out of uh, Chicago. Kathy? Hi, everybody. Kathy J., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um Thanks, everybody, for the comments. No wonder nobody wants to share because everything, a lot of good stuff has already been said. But, um, you know, this um, something doesn't spread that doesn't work. And um, when I came in, um, we, we changed the words as we read. We would read from the big book about a paragraph, you know, a paragraph, and then we would share on that paragraph. And then it would go to the next person and they'd share on that paragraph. And miraculously, it was always what that person needed to hear. And uh, it always fit. It, you know, and to me, that was kind of magical. And uh, we had a lot more face-to-face, obviously, meetings. And um, But this particular book, um, you know, I know AA doesn't like us to print material with their stuff um except for the um you know the steps but um but that's what we did and it was easier when i could put food and um weight and all that stuff in that slot um it just uh yeah i think about um when this started in 1960 and how it's in so many countries i went to the uh, 50th anniversary in LA and I remember being really so awed that there was like 700 800 people there and um for the anniversary um I, it was the convention and 
I met Roseanne and um, yeah, I mean, I just thought was awestruck even, even after years in recovery that um, there were that many people from that many countries all over the world when it started with just one compulsive overeater desperately trying to get another compulsive overeater to help her, <laughs> you know, after she found this through Gamblers Anonymous. Um, so, yeah, just transfer the words and it fits. Um, yeah, the it, it, the word the words, they don't need to be obstacles. The um, you know, the language of the older times or the fact that it says alcohol. Um, to me, yeah, um, my, my binge foods, um, those are the drink. And I don't eat them <laughs> ever, you know, and no matter what, under no conditions. And, um, and my life is better. My mind is better. My body, you know, is better. And just feeling well, having well-being by coming to meetings, and being around other people who are trying to um, do the right thing and get well and stay well, you know, it's uplifting. And I love walking away from a meeting being uplifted. And, um, you know, this meeting is good and I do get up for it some, you know, pretty often. And anyway, you guys are great. I love y'all. With that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you so much. Now we're back to taking some more names. So. Who'd like to share on this paragraph? Ross M. Nicole Russ. A. In Annapolis. Polly Q. Nicole. Polly. Elise N. Elise. Hmm. Who else? I've got Russ, Nicole, Polly, and Elise. Who else? All right, let's take them in fours. Good morning, Russ. All right, David, I got you. All right. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Good morning. Family. Um, so just listening to the shares and uh, uh, this paragraph and how things spread, you know, I, I sometimes forget that <laughs> Roseanne, like someone just alluded to, you know, she, she sacrificed a lot. I just I, I I tend to just think of uh, Dr. Bob and and Bill, and forget that Roseanne started the whole deal, you know, with God's help. And I I sit back here and I and I'm free and I got a semblance of a normal life now. And I I, I forget those who sacrificed before me, you know. I'm sitting here. I, I have it easy. I have a solution. And. I think of all the people that passed that didn't have that solution. So I, I'm, I, have, I have gratitude that, you know, that, that I stumbled upon this and that somebody shared it with me and, and, uh, you know, I can be free. So just that, like, I, I forget, I, I, I take it for granted, you know, I got this meeting, we got the big book and I also think of how, how people had to, you know, Whatever way, walk to get to, to talk to another alcoholic, another compulsive, well, maybe not another compulsive either, but, you know, they, they had so many different things, and I'm, I'm complaining about, uh, you know, things that are in the palm of my hand to get to people. So, just great reminder. So, all right, thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. 
Okay, Russ, thank you. All right, next we have Nicole M. Nicole. Nicole? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, okay. I'm Nicole. I'm compulsive overeater. And thank you, Craig, for your service and everyone in service. Um, I love this uh, reading of the uh, addition and the growth of the group. Um, it's, it's miraculous. I really believe it's a God-inspired um, program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, I can go to a meeting anywhere in the United States and in the world. And it's just, you know, and I like to say, you know, we get into the food. I get into the food and, you know, we stay abstinent. And I can't do it without any of you. I mean, I can't do this alone. It's mind-boggling. I try to just do things by myself and know that I'm, you know, an alcoholic compulsive overeater and that it's going to get better. It doesn't get better. It gets worse. It just, it just does. And without God and this beautiful program and vision being relatively new in the program, it's precarious. I mean, I, I try to uh, do it on my own power and I need God. I need I need the power, and that's the, you know, I lack this. So I'm so grateful. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday, and I pass. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you for your share. Next we have Polly Q, followed by Elise, and then David. Polly? Hi. Uh, thank you, moderator, for your service. Thank you, Craig. Um, I, um, I, you know, I think... I well, I came into uh, Overeaters Anonymous from another program um, that was not Alcoholics Anonymous, but it was another twelve-step program, and um, I did not want to stay. Uh, and uh, I, I thought, no, I, I'll just work this twelve steps over at this other program. I mean, I've already done that there, and um, that did not work. <laughs> Both programs fell apart, and then I um, I went into the rooms and I messed around. You know, I just messed around with it. You know, I I I you know I could not get abstinent, and um, it was probably about this year, 2001, that um, uh, I hit bottom and uh, I hit a really rock bottom, and then I went into another. A program called How, which is also um, uses the 12 steps of and a member. It, it is closely associated with Overeaters Anonymous, if it's not under their umbrella. And um, and then um, I got abstinent, and I got some neutrality around the food, and I went to my OA meetings, and I lost that. Uh, I lost it over the years. I just uh, was white knuckling abstinent, you know, and I lost it. And um, at, at year 13, I just said, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this thing that I'm doing, whatever it is. And, um, and I was going to different OA meetings everywhere, conventions and everything else. And then I walked and then I, somebody had told me about this vision meeting. I didn't know who I called up. And I heard 
something about the 12 steps I'd never heard before on this meeting at this 4 a.m. meeting. And I'm from Northern California. So it's 4 a.m. for me right now. <laughs> so, and I was like, something is different. There's something different here. So if it hadn't been for all those meetings in different places at different times available, I would not be recovered for seven years. I wouldn't. I, and I was so jaded because I'd been in for so long. I thought I'd heard everything and worked the steps more than once for sure. And I, you know, I just thought uh, there was nothing else to know. And there is always something else to know. And thank God for all these meetings and for the people that run them. And, um, and uh, for, for the service of the people that, that started all of the 12-step meetings. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay. Uh, thank you, Paula, for your share. Next, we have Elise N., followed by David S. Elise? Hi, good morning. This is Elise N. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, fine. Um, thanks. Thank you for doing the service and everyone else that's on this line, especially those that are afraid to speak up. Um, I just wanted to share, I mean, I guess doing a lot of questioning as to why I'm in this program, what, why would I have to be a compulsive eater? And I've spent time on this question. I've also spent time on why would I have to have certain mental illness that I have. And the thing that I can come up with is that, you know, God wanted me to be close to him and I wasn't going to be close to him any other way because it's, it's only through this program that I'll do, I'll go and do what I have to do, you know, with the meditation, with the prayer, um, with, with doing service for other people, helping other people, following the food plan, all of these things are holy things to me because I can't, I can't get the physical absence or the spiritual absence without them. But serving other people, serving God, all of those things have come to me through this program where I grew up a completely non-religious person. Now I've embraced the religion of my heritage and all those things have come through this program. So that's, you know, and, and, the same goes for my mental illness. I'm a therapist and I do, I work with people that have mental illness. Who better to understand someone that has it than someone who's been through it? And that's what they say about this program. Who better to understand someone than someone who's been through it? And um, I think that's all I have to share today. And thanks for everybody being here. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Elise. Next up, we have uh, David S. David?
at my fingertips. I go on it, meaning anytime I want, anytime I need it. And it's, it's a miracle. It's miraculous. It's like really, it helps. Uh, and uh, really grateful for that. No, I just uh, just wanted to share that. Thank you. My best. Okay, David. Thanks for your share. All right. So we have time for some more shares. Who else has something we'd like to talk about? Remind everybody who wants to say. Glory D. Harp W. Uh, who W? Barb W. Illinois. Hi, Barb. Okay. Who else? Vanessa G. You were just about to say the page again. You say the page. Yeah. Uh, we're on page XXIII, the forward of the fourth edition, the first paragraph on that page. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, I got Lori, Barb, and Vanessa. Anybody else on this round? Maybe the final round. Okay, Lori, go ahead. Oh. Hillary, did you mean me? Huh. Oh, was it Hillary B? Yeah, Hillary B as in boy. Remember me? Oh, uh, yeah, I know you, Hillary. I thought this was <laughs> Lori. I'm, I'm, all right, well, go ahead, Hillary. Hi, thanks, Craig. I hope my voice holds out. I'm Hillary. I'm also from uh, California early, early in the morning. I had a BGO this morning listening to everyone, a blinding glimpse of the obvious. Um, I realize that God is the one who has gotten me abstinent I know that sounds ridiculous like I'm just realizing that because all the year that's the difference with why I'm abstinent this time around after being in OA for like 42 years and I have seven and a half months of abstinence after 42 years (laughs) and um, because I kept thinking I did it I did it I did it and this book this, the, starting with the forewords, including this foreword that we read this morning, all it talks about, everyone shares, is my higher power is, you know, we need a spiritual awakening, and I have to surrender. And I always kept thinking, I'm doing this every time I got abstinent before every time I had a day of abstinence two weeks of abstinence whatever I'm doing it look at me and um, the ha- and now after seven and a half months of abstinence I'm having this blinding glimpse of the obvious thank you God and thank all of you because it's listening to you that brought me to this realization in a different way than before that if God's not in charge I'm not abstinent and when I used to have a period of abstinence I'd be so proud of myself oh look how good I'm doing oh look what I did 
and I would say the words something about my higher power, but deep down within, there was no conceding to my innermost self that I had a disease that only a divine being could remove or could guide me out of. Not remove, but... And so I'm grateful. I'm just so grateful. I can't put into words why, how it was another spiritual awakening to see it. But um, I'm grateful for all of you. Thank you so much. That's enough out of me. Thanks, Craig. Thank you, Hillary. Sorry I messed up your name. Okay, next we have Barb. (laughs) Next we have Barb W. Barb? Hi, good morning, Craig. Thank you for your service. This is Barb W. Gratefully recovered in Illinois. This this paragraph speaks of the spread of AA and recovery, the unprecedented and surprising. And I think of, um, as mentioned earlier, like the spread of my disease, my spread of the spread of my disorientation to life and my higher powers ideas for me. My first year of abstinence was in another program, and I was abstinent from food without the big book. And I, and that and that that went so far, and I need to do that before I can work the steps. But it was by serendipity in my higher power's hands, not in that order, that I came to the line of vision for you. And how did it deep down go down inside of me and spread? Because I think that the word solution can be a way out of something like a um, solving a problem, but also solution is I think is. Um, Solution water, solution making a solution to fertilize a plant that's been root bound for a long time and everything's hard packed and the water just runs off. How is the spread of my recovery? My abstinence kind of pokes holes in that hard pack so that the water, the solution, can go down into the roots. And what I've discovered is as the spread of the big book, it's just unprecedented. The spread of my recovery um, spreads down to my roots in just such a way I can't even imagine. It began with just putting food aside and then finding a power greater than myself to come alongside. And what I've come to find out as the solution goes deeper in my in my soul and spirit that I didn't that the higher powers inside and within. Page fifty five, and I keep coming back to that. That deep down inside, we found the great reality, deep down within us and within me. And it's deep down. Every day, everything everything evolves so un, just so surprisingly. And the depths over and over again, reading this book over a paragraph a day for over the years. And how it just spreads down inside me and it spreads out further but deep down inside is where it was and i had tried so hard to reach and grasp and struggle and claw to find a power that i could manage life with and it's just so funny to me to find it deep down inside and see as someone said bgo i love that the blinding glimpse of the obvious of all the sharing and the people your lives with sharing with me as through the the fourth edition of this book just unprecedented Unprecedented and um, bless each of you today. Thanks. I pass. Okay. Thank you so much for your share. Next, we have uh, Vanessa D. Vanessa? Good morning, Craig. It's Vanessa G. from New Mexico. Oh, G. Thank you. I'm sorry. 
you know, what I'm struck by this morning is um, the parallels between this paragraph and vision for you, this meeting. And I know that for me, um, it's been a long road. And I think that the reason is, is because not everyone is as seriously alcoholic as I am, as gravely alcoholic as I am. And um, and I needed to find my fellows who are the same as me. Um, the opportunity um, to be amongst you all, to be amongst the people who understand, you know, that this is a matter of life and death for me um, and for you has caused us to mushroom in size. And not everyone who comes to vision, I'm sure, is as gravely afflicted as we who stay are, but this is um, something that I never heard before. This is something that I needed to hear in order to recover. Um, I love when you, Craig, say this disease is progressive, permanent, and fatal, um, because that's how it applies to me. It really is a fatal disease, and I am forever grateful. Um, that I finally got among other fellows who understood that and who could help me climb out of the hole, climb out of the pit, climb out of my grave. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. All right. Um, We have time for one more short share, if anybody would like to take that time. Uh, Anybody? GML. Go ahead, Jan. Good morning, everyone. This is Jan L. I'm from Florida. I came in late, but I'm so humbled and grateful to hear the church. Uh, I was around Overeaters Anonymous for 35 years before I really began to get a sponsor and vision and study the big book. But it was my introduction to vision some years before that really touched me in my heart. I knew I was home even though I wasn't ready at that time to fully give myself over in the way that I needed to in every way, every everything, do the things, all the things I didn't want to do. And I have now... And I'm beginning this recovered life, and I'm just so grateful. And there were so many times I didn't understand this book. I didn't think I was as bad as, et cetera, et cetera, all the decades of doing it my way. But for chronic compulsive eaters who have this fatal disease like me this this way, there is a way, and it's it's this way. And I get self-centered, and I want my friends who I believe have the same thing I do and haven't found this way, I, I, I hurt for them, and I want them to do this. But, you know, honestly, I don't know. I'm not in their mind and their body. I, I don't know if this is their way or that their disease is like mine. So... Uh, all I can do is be recovered each day. I wake up unrecovered, and I start the process of of the work 
to live recovered in that day, in that one day. It was a complete blessing, and I thank you all. Thank you, Craig, for moderating the meeting. Pass. All right. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for everyone who shared. The share ID for this meeting that's uh, about to conclude is 20,948. That's for today, December 19th, 2023. Um, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will, uh, let's see, who's doing that today? Lou, uh, Lou Will, please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Okay, thank you. May I be heard? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, this is Lulu L. I am gratefully and joyously recovered in Florida. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless, countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We will be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. My past. Thank you very much. Next, we're going to all say the serenity prayer together, so I invite you to press star 1 to unmute. And 